Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hello. Great to see you all. Uh, oh, Baba. I know how you feel. I really do. I've got half a kitchen at the moment, and that's how I feel every day. Um, anyway, we are finishing our We Are Vision Builders series today. And you know, it's such a privilege for me to be part of this church community. And I am so thankful to God for you. I am so thankful to God. For you, I'm thankful to God for what he has done and what he's doing in our city as we stand together to see his kingdom advanced. That's what we're doing here. 2 Corinthians 8, 7, which is our scripture today, uh, our scripture for this series, is, says this, Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. This scripture talks about the gracious act of giving. And some people don't access the grace God has for them in that part of their world, in giving. They access the grace of God for salvation, and that's great. That is very, 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 very good. They access God's grace for forgiveness, also very important. They access God's grace for freedom. They understand the amazing grace of God for many things, but that same grace is also available to us in giving. There is a grace for giving too. And Paul says, I want you to excel. Other words for that are abound in, be great in the grace of giving. Take a hold of the the grace that God has for you in your giving. Two weeks ago I preached on two ways to excel in the gracious act of giving. And that was to lose scarcity thinking and to be generous. Today is Pledge Sunday And before we pledge, I want to talk about what the Bible says about seed. Because the Bible talks about seed time and harvest time quite a lot. It talks about taking seed and sowing it. Genesis 8.22 says this, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, who's looking forward to the heat, summer and winter, Day and night will never cease. The Bible talks about us not allowing ourselves to get weary in this process of doing good and of sowing because it says there, the Bible says there will be a harvest at just the right time. Galatians 6 says this, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I'm here today to encourage us 
just like that scripture in Galatians says, to keep sowing good seed into every area of our lives, including vision builders. Because that scripture says that at the right time you will harvest a good crop. You will. As you sow good seeds into your relationships, you will harvest a crop of healthier relationships. As you sow good seeds into your study, you will reap a harvest of learning and growing and completing what you began. As you sow good seeds as an employee, you will reap a harvest of keeping your job. That's a good thing. And maybe even more than that, maybe you'll get a promotion. Maybe you'll get chosen to do something that you never thought you'd have the opportunity to do because you're sowing good seeds. As you sow, as we sow good seeds in our giving, the Bible says we will reap a harvest. As we continue to sow seeds of faith and trust in God, when we're waiting on a promise, the Bible says that at the right time, you will reap a harvest. The harvest will come just at the right time. And I know, look, anyone else ever been impatient for the right time to come? Ever been impatient with God and said, is this the right time? God, is this the right time? Maybe it's now. What is the right time? When's the right time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting for the right time. Keep going. Because we can struggle and push and wonder and oscillate between going and staying, between continuing or stopping. That scripture says, don't give up and quit. Don't try to make it happen. When we try to make it happen, we get, you know, the problem that Abraham had, of course, with Ishmael and not Isaac. Because there is an appointed time. There is a right time. And God is in charge of that. He is in charge of the right time. One of the words for time in the Bible is kairos, and it means the proper time, the God-appointed time for something. God is present in that moment. It is time when God sovereignly moves and everything changes. When Paul and I moved, when, when he woke up from a dream and said, babe, we're going to Sydney. That's a true story. Right, we're going to Sydney. It was the right time. It was the appointed time. This building, there was a, a, it was a 10-year process from the first time that we sent a letter to the government of that time and said we really would like a block of land. And we, we talked about different blocks in North Canberra. And we just kept getting no, 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 no. Then we went and saw John Stanhope and I still, because they just kept saying no. And I still remember the moment when I got a call. I was at the hairdresser and I picked up my phone and gosh, I'm glad I did because it was John Stanhope's um, EA, I think. And she said, Mel, we've got the block, this block. And it was the right time, it was the God-appointed time for that to happen. And that will happen in your life as well. Sometimes you're waiting, but let me tell you, don't give up. Because there is an appointed time. Mark 4, 
26 says this, Jesus also said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. He's not a horticulturalist. The earth produces the crops on its own. First the leaf blade pushes through, then the, head of the, wheat, the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for harvest time has come. Who likes the sound of that? Harvest time coming. I love that scripture. It talks about the kingdom of God and about how it grows. And we don't understand how it happens. Sometimes I wish I understood it better. But I don't think we're supposed to totally understand because it's not up to us, it's up to God. It says, we scatter the seed, we scatter it, we keep just being faithful, and God brings the growth. He brings the harvest. And that's what he's done. That's what we have seen over years and years and years. And that's what he will continue to do as we do our part. And that's what we're inviting you to be a part of today in sowing seed. And can I just say thank you to all of the people who have faithfully been doing that for so many years. So many years. Thank you. Galatians 6.10, the last part of that scripture I've already read, but it says this. Right now, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Right now, every time. This is another word for kairos time, is that word there? And it means opportunity. It's taking the opportunities as they come to us. As we take opportunities, God moves. You will know that in your own life. God will bring opportunities to you and you get the choice whether you want to take them or not. But if we take those opportunities, that might just be a God moment for you. I had an opportunity during the week. I, I spent Wednesday at Parliament House with um, 40 other Christian women from all over Australia uh, talking to politicians about various things. And it, and it was just an opportunity that came. And I thought, okay, God. I prayed, Paul and I chatted. What do you think? Well, this could just be an opportunity. And so I did it. Today, here is another opportunity to sow seed. I went in there thinking, I'm just going to sow God's love in that place. Today, there's an opportunity for you to sow seed that will benefit the community of faith, the future community of faith, that will grow and build the community of faith. And, I mean, you will have heard testimonies of transformed lives. Yeah, that's why we're here. The transformed lives. It's not about this building. It's about the lives that are changed as they come to Christ. So the other thing for me about seed is that we're called to steward it. We're called to steward our lives, our time, our resources, our seed, our finances, our planet, our possessions. If we are a follower of Christ, he asks us to steward what he has given us. Am I sowing and stewarding what I have or am I wasting and being unwise with what I have? 
I ask myself this, do I have an understanding that everything God brings into my life is given to me so that I can steward it in a way that honours him? That honours him. What is stewardship to you? Have you thought about that? I know a lady who was in our church, she's moved now, but for, for her, she, she did, this is what she decided to do for 12 months. She decided she was not going to buy any clothing for 12 months. Girls, can you do that? See, you're shaking your heads. The husbands are going, please God, please God. The resources that we have, God wants us to honour him with them. To, I was reading in, uh, this morning in Romans 13, I just, it was my reading for the, today and it said, don't be frivolous and don't indulge in yourself, but be aware of what God is doing. And I thought, ooh, ooh, that's, that's a bit of a prod. <laughs> we're only alive because we have his breath in our body. That's why we're alive. He gave us breath. It's his breath in our lungs. Romans 11 says this, for everything comes from him, exists by his power, and is intended for his glory. So we take our seed and we sow it in a way that glorifies him and stewards well what we've been given. Our seed won't produce unless it's sown and planted. It actually doesn't produce. John 12 says this, let me make this clear, a single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat all because one grain died. See, I have, I mean, who loves fresh basil here? Is there anything better, right? Well, there is things that are better, but, but it's good. You know, it smells good. You rub it on your fingers, mmm. And I can't buy it because it's winter. It's terrible. Oh, well, someone's going to come up to me later and tell me where I can buy it. So I bought some seeds weeks ago, <laughs> and they're still in the packet. <laughs> but I'm going to plant them and I'm going to put them right next to my window that gets so much sun, and it's going to grow. But unless I plant them, no basil for me. <laughs> and water. Yeah, good. No, I'm good with water. That scripture goes on to say, the person who loves his, his life and pampers himself will miss true life. The one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. It's that whole surrendering our life to God and everything that we do is about honouring him. So we're going to finish, if the musos can come up, we're going to finish today with this passage from 2 Corinthians 8 from the Message Translation. I'm just going to read parts of it because Message Translation is really long. <laughs> Have you noticed that? I love it though. It says this, this isn't so others can take it easy while you sweat it out. He's talking about an offering that Paul was taking up. He said, no, you're shoulder to shoulder with them all the way. 
Your surplus matching their deficit, their surplus matching your deficit, and in the end you come out even. As it's written, nothing left over to the one with the most and nothing lacking to the one with the least. So it's not just a few carrying the load as we all work together. As we all contribute as we can, we accomplish what we are already seeing happen in this place. As we give, we are partnering in the work that God has and everyone, we believe, can be a part. This building will not last for, for eternity. But the peoples who, people who come and whose lives are touched and changed and transformed and come to know Christ, that lasts for eternity. And that's what we're all about here. Giving is an act of worship. That's, that's what it is. It really is an act of worship. And Paul and I, we, we bring our tithes and offerings and then we give to Vision Builders. Our commitment is that we, we give 25% of our income to that, to, to advancing the kingdom of God. Giving to Vision Builders, it's not a law, it's just an opportunity. That's what it is, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to grow and excel in the grace of giving. It's an opportunity to sow seed. It's an opportunity to just be a part. So what we're, what we're going to do as we finish is give you the opportunity. There are pledge cards um, on somewhere around you. If you, if you. There are some down the back if you don't have one. If you can't see one, find one. Um, there's some down the back. Alan actually is holding some if you need them. We're going to bring up this glass jar. Thank you, Karen. And um, if you want to be a part of this, we would like to invite you to, to come down the front and, and just place your pledge in the jar and just stay down here because our pastors want to pray over you. We want to pray God's blessing over you over your finances and before I do that before we do that maybe you're here this morning and actually your life isn't right with God you, you, don't, actually, you don't even have a relationship with him or, or maybe maybe you know that you need to come back to him if you're here this morning and that's you then before we do this pledge part of the service, I want to invite you to join us in a prayer of commit, committing your life to Christ or recommitting your life to Christ. It's really simple. It's your prayer, but we do it together. We pray with you. So can we pray this prayer and please join us if that's what you want to do today. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for dying on a cross for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. I ask you to come into my heart. I choose to live for you. I thank you that today I am saved. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, Find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au